0: gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and the report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. tricky things especially for people who might have complicated relationships with home. I don't often return to my hometown but last summer we packed up our two kids and took a road trip to northern Michigan and to the place where I grew up. I found myself really wanting to show my children where I went to elementary school, where we used to swim when the days of the summer were really hot and where we used to get ice cream cones after every soft bugging. Yet even to me, not all of these things appeared quite as I have remembered them. Some things were smaller. Some places were full that had once stood vacant. Being the largest town in northern Michigan, my home when I was growing up had always seemed to have this like urban flair But after living in Chicago for the past 17 years, everything seemed small town. It's tricky, those kind of returns home. It filled me with great joy and left me feeling kind of tender all at the same time. Homecomings can be complicated stuff and it is the same in our readings for today. Everyone is going home and the reality of home is setting in. In our first reading from Nehemiah, the people once living in exile, separated and lonely, yearning for God's presence, have come home. But the home is not what it once was. In fact, their home, Jerusalem, is basically a big pile of destruction. But what has kept them together over this long exile, what's held them together is the Torah, the law, And so they all gather at the water gate, all the men and the women and the children who can understand, and preacher Ezra gets up in front of them and reads for six hours. Six hours. He reads and interprets scriptures for them for half a day, and the people are all weeping, and they're falling on their knees, and they're lifting their hands up in praise at the sound. It reminds me a little of being in Hebrew class when I was in seminary. I had a professor named Dr. Klein. He would get out this big, impressive copy of the Hebrew Old Testament and he would stand in front of us and he would translate the Hebrew for us as if it really wasn't hard at all. And sometimes this incredibly educated, wonderful professor would start to read God's Word and he would just start. He'd be telling us the story of Joseph returning home to his brothers, restoring the relationship with people who'd thrown him in a hole and left him for dead. And Professor Klein, this person I respected so much, would be reading this word with tears on his face. It would completely freak you out. (laughs) (laughs) That is what can happen when the word of God gets a little bit too real. It can make you cry. And perhaps that is what happens to that hometown synagogue when their hometown boy, Jesus, starts reading. As was his custom, he heads to the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he sits down for worship and this crowd in his hometown. They hand him the scroll, and he reads from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he sits down. Maybe it was the tone of his voice, maybe it was his gestures, but something in that reading it turns the eyes of all in the synagogue on him and then he interprets the text today this has been fulfilled in your hearing that's quite a sermon for the first public words that jesus has spoken in luke's gospel but it's where our text ends for today It's a little bit unfortunate, actually, because this return home for Jesus is not going to be quite as pleasant as you might imagine from the ending of our text today. In fact, it's gonna get pretty rough next week, but we'll leave that as a cliffhanger, so we make sure you (laughs) come back. Have you ever been in your car or at home and you're listening to the radio and you hear this song that sounds kind of familiar? Much like returning to a hometown, it can feel like something you should know, that you almost know, but it's slightly different. It's both old and new at the same time. You've heard it before, but then you kind of haven't. I've learned over the years that when this feeling comes upon me, it's often a remix, an old song put into new words. And what we have here in this beginning part of Luke's gospel is a remix. Jesus is taking scripture right out of the Hebrew holy book, right off the scroll in the synagogue, and he's remixing it. These words in Isaiah, they aren't just words anymore, because right there in that synagogue, the one who was baptized only chapters ago and then spent 40 days in the wilderness facing temptation says that these words have been fulfilled in the hearing of the people. It isn't a new song. It's an old song being sung to a new tune, an old word being given new life in the very personhood of Jesus Christ. But that very same word, the very same word that has power to make seminary professors cry, to make those who hear it weep for joy the same word that is going to have those people in Jesus' hometown more than a little upset next week, that word is not just an old song. When Jesus says it has been fulfilled in their hearing, he isn't telling us that the work of liberation is done. Jesus isn't suggesting that to all of us who have our eyes open that are aware of how far away the world that we dream of and the one we live in are from each other, have somehow missed the arrival of liberation. Jesus isn't proclaiming, poof, as if in some wave of the hand there are no more captives, there are no more people walking around blind, and no longer creation, and real people in our neighborhood, in our midst, and in our city are in poverty. In Isaiah, that has been fulfilled in Jesus's being is just an invitation for us to remix here today. That's what has the Israelite people weeping and the people in the synagogue staring. The word is not just given flesh in Jesus, it's given flesh in us. That means that we take what we hear read in our midst, we take this word of God and we are called to be a people, a kind of community that knows how to remix. That means when you show up in your office on Monday, you have to ask yourself how you are going to proclaim release to those who are captive to greed and fear and self-interest. When you wake up on Monday morning, That means we have to take the word and remix it in a way to sing a song that restores sight to those who are blind to injustice, to racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia and violence. When we encounter friends and family this week, we are called to remix the word in such a way that the oppressed are set free. Those who are oppressed by sin and sickness who haven't heard a word of grace in so long that they don't even know what it sounds like. We're called to remix because freedom is God's work. When we walk out in the cold today and tomorrow, And the rest of the week. We're called to remix the word in such a way that our siblings who are shivering in the cold know that there is a place where they are not ignored, where their needs actually matter, where they can get a meal and support for both mental and physical struggles. When we walk out of this church, we remix the word so that it doesn't just get left in the synagogue with Jesus. It gets new meaning for us on this very day. We know the promise of this text. We know that in the life and death of Jesus Christ, we have seen the kingdom of God come near. Many of us can tell stories of our own captivity, of our own blindness, of our own oppression. Jesus is the living liberation that we ourselves needed. As people who remix, we aren't just proclaiming an old song and we are also not just singing something completely new. We are living in that in-between, that third language of faith. Not the old, not the new, but a story that spans from the book of Isaiah to Jesus in the synagogue to our own understanding of the freedom we have been given as a gift by Jesus Christ. This is not easy work. And you'll hear next week that sometimes our most natural response is to try to push the call far from our hearing. But I promise you, there is nothing like being a part of setting people free. There is nothing better than an old story mixed with a new one. We can leave the word, or we can take it on, step out in faith sing a new song to an old tune may it be so that god's promise of liberation may reach the person who sits next to you on the bus may christ's freedom touch the person who stands in line with you for lunch may the work of god through your hands help to set the world free